Publishing for Profit podcast is brought to you by Ghostwriters and Co. Earn more money by publishing better content and learn how to increase your thought leadership so you can build your brand. Head over to ghostwritersandco.com for more information. That's ghostwritersandco.com. And now, your host, Joel Mark Harris. Hello, and welcome to the Publishing for Profit podcast. This is your host, Joel Mark Harris. As I record this, it is Canada Day. So happy Canada Day to all my Canadian viewers and listeners. Hope you had some time off from work. You got to spend some time with family or whatever you do uh, on Canada Day. We have a very special guest on today, Avi Arya. He is a digital marketer. He owns a couple of boutique hotels in India. It's his family business. And these are two industries that have been hit really hard through COVID. Uh, So we talk about how he's pivoted, what he's doing now. Uh, Avi is primarily known for his Avi, uh, sorry, his Ask Avi show, uh, which you can find on uh, YouTube. It's a podcast. Uh, You can find him on social media like Facebook and Instagram. Uh, But now he is pivoted towards uh, webinars and, and now he's teaching Uh, businesses how to make money and how to profit from webinars. Uh, So we talk about that. Uh, We also talk about the heroic journey, uh, what that is, how to create a hero story that um, your your clients and your customers identify with uh, and how you can profit from that as well. So hopefully you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation. Without further ado, we have Avi. Hello, Avi, and welcome to the show. It's a pleasure having you here. It's a pleasure being back with one of my oldest digital marketing friends from Vancouver. We met ages ago when digital was still coming off the scene. Uh, yeah, so yeah. thanks, Joe. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, we haven't been in contact for a while, so it's definitely great to reconnect. And I've obviously been following you online and seeing all the great things you've been doing and they've been amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord above has been kind and we've got a good team. And like you said, uh, we were able to be consistent for the last year at least. Awesome. So I want to start with somebody who I believe has had a lot of influence on you. And that's Gary Vandichuk, who is also known as Gary V. Um, for those who don't know, he is a social media influencer. He runs his own digital marketing company. But can you tell me, like, how has he influenced your your life and your path that you've taken? So, you know, uh, that's a a great question. I I love to talk about Gary because, uh, so I, I travel back and forth between Vancouver and wherever I would find business. And I started listening to this guy's story and he said that, he was working with his father and, you know, when you're working with your father, some things, you know, you saw eye to eye, sometimes not, but he stuck, you know, to his, uh, to his work ethic and, and then he started his own agency. So I was like, hang on, working with your father, having those daddy, daughter, daddy, father, uh, daddy, son conversations, and then I'm starting a digital marketing agency is exactly my trajectory. So, you know, my dad, my dad lost everything in his business when I was 
you know, when I was growing up and I thought I'm going to go abroad. My only dream in life was to study abroad because I wanted to meet people from all over the world and I wanted to race cars. I thought maybe I'll work for somebody and I, you know, and, and I, somebody will sponsor the tires and somebody will, I, I was getting it all set in my 18 year old head. And one day all the dreams came crashing down when my dad called me to his office and he said, son, I have news for you. Uh, you know, lost everything and I got a small motel, start working with me. And then my journey started, discovered the internet, uh, in, you know, in, in a nutshell, it completely changed our life in five years. And then I was known at the, as the guy who, you know, did something with the internet and, you know, changed his father's, you know, we were able to pay off all the debts and we bought another hotel. Now I was not really talking about that story a, a lot because I didn't want to talk about my dad being in debt and, you know, I lost my dreams and, you know, I wanted to pick up, I was not talking about it. And then I see this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about the fact that they had no money and these were challenges that he went through and all of that. And then how he came to his agency, I was like, this guy talks about what happened in his life. So I started talking about that. As soon as I started talking about it, I started seeing, you know, people started gravitating towards me. It also started helping my business. And I was like, I owe it all to this guy who indirectly urged me to start telling my story. So then I was like, you know, he's no longer a celebrity in my head. He's, I want to, I want to be friends with this guy. So it was a December in Vancouver and we were sitting and we were doing a goal setting. And I always believe you do goal setting with your spouse and your kids because, you know, when people do goal setting and the spouse is like, maybe my, maybe my wife wants to do something different. I want to do something different. And how will visualization, how will, how will that all come to be if you're all going in different directions? So we had four large chart papers. It was a nice snowy, uh, not a nice snowy, but a snowy day in Vancouver. And we, we were making a chart and everything. And I said, meet Gary Vaynerchuk 2000, whatever the year was the next year. My wife was like, hey, why are you putting it the, for the next year, the year after? Why not? I said, the next year is just a few days away. She said, so what? I said, I'm supposed to fly to India. She said, so go meet him on the way and then go. Like, You're, you mean Gary Vaynerchuk is going to meet me just because I want to meet him. I'll take a detour. She said, at least try. We're visualizing and we're doing dream charts and goal setting and all of that. So I said, yeah, why not? I mean, she's right. So I wrote it down. And then I, you know, I went out and I took out my phone and I started making videos, called up my team. I said, let's do some bit of a research and you know, how many people want Gary to come to India? He said, what should we do so that my, what I, to meet somebody, you need to add value to their lives. I knew that Gary has been contemplating coming to India. Should I come? Should I not come? So I thought maybe that, so I told my team, I said, can you do a research? Is somebody from our team traveling? They said, yeah, there are three, four people who are traveling to different parts of the country. I said, just tell them to do a survey. If Gary Vaynerchuk comes to India, will you come out and all of that? So they all went and they did it. They sent us videos. We put those videos together. We put a nice clip. And uh, we sent that clip to one of Gary's team members. And he was like, this is amazing. You must come to meet uh, Gary. Uh, Thomas, come to the Vayner Media office. And then another story started from there. So, you know, uh, so yeah. So in a nutshell, that's how, because the story was uh, relatable to mine with his dad and the agency and because he's like, tell people your story, tell people your story. And when I told the story, this thing really changed my life. Like every day I tell a story, I tell people every single day, I try to meet 10 people on the phone or a zoom call. I tell them, hi, my name is Abhi Arya, father of two girls, six dogs, husband to a superwoman, a streetcar racer turned hotelier, now social media marketer and founder of internet moguls. And I help people run profitable webinars sitting at home without having to travel. Now, because I believe the shortest distance between two human hearts is a story and a story well told on the internet can completely change your brand. 
so you know i took from him and obviously i improvised and made it different and now, now i teach people storytelling in webinars but i owe it all to this man who uh, and then i was able to meet him you know three four times and we did a lot of podcasts and webinar uh, uh, youtube shows and all of that so yeah all that for gary vaynerchuk full marks I, to the guy for inspiring so many people i want to push back because i don't think you owe it all to him because i think you are a very you know you're a great entrepreneur you hustle you uh you you're you're a man of action i think and so uh you know all the the teaching and all the learning in the world it won't do anything unless you go out and and do it and and so you have the you know you ins- you were inspired to go out and do it so i think that you are obviously a big part of your own success is i guess Thank what you. i'm trying to say yeah. Um, so what, if you can, I guess, put it all together and give maybe like just a couple tips or a couple things that you learned from him, um, what would those be? Number one, when he was with me, I felt like the most important person in the world. And while I was feeling like the most important person in the world, I am asking myself while I'm excited and, you know, uh, feeling, you know, overwhelmed with all the all the support that he gave me in terms of all the advice that I asked for. Back of my head, there's a conversation happening. I said, hang on, this guy's talking a million people who want to meet him. And he's sitting with me, there are 30 people waiting outside and look at the calm on his face. And that sort of humbled me more. After that, every time I've met any other human being, I've started, I've been more present in that meeting. So that's number one that he taught, that he uh, said to me. Uh, number two, what he said was that... Um, the second thing that I learned from him was, like you, like you just correctly said, more action leads to more results, right? I mean, sometimes you're tired, and you want to take a couple of days off just because, because then also you're preparing for action or sometimes there's lots of, we eat and then we digest. So when you're digesting, doesn't mean you're not doing anything, right? So information is being digested. So you're doing that work as well. So every time I listen to him, I feel that can, something more can be done. Don't just give up yet. Something more can be done. So that's the second thing I learned from him. Third thing I learned from him was, that he has been consistent for the last 10 years, interviewing people on his podcast till date, because he knows that he needs to make connections with the top people. Even though the whole world wants to meet him, he still wants to make connections with the Jessica Albas and all of those people of the world. So as he's becoming bigger and bigger, he's still, he's not changed his path. He keeps his basics intact. Like you go to the gym, you do your pull-ups and your push-ups and you have a great body. You start, you're doing your calisthenics and you do your CrossFit but you still don't push up, uh, forget your push-ups and your basic workout. So that's, those are the three things I learned from. So I'm doing something right with this podcast is what you're saying. 100%. Good. Can you, so I'm going to take you back. Uh, when you went into your, your family business of hotels, what was that like? Was it tough trying to fill such big shoes? So my dad did not have hotels. He had just one small motel, a 27-room motel, uh, which was under debt. And some rooms were leaking and some rooms were broken. And so we could never hire out all 27 rooms together because, you know, we had to take furniture from here, put it there. And, you know, we were making things work. But because my dad was such a, he was such a, he loved his, he loves his customers even to date. So everybody felt warm and welcome. And so... Uh, the hotel started, was doing was doing well. The challenge I had was that all of a sudden, from 
wanting to become a street car racer. I used to be very good at racing cars and and I thought, you know, I was and I'm very good at meeting people and I love talking to people and I'm genuinely my mother's son and I and I genuinely like people and I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget a birthday and I'll never, you know, if, if you're not well, I'll be the first person to land up with a soup in your, you know, to your door, doorstep or leave it outside in these, in today's times. <laughs> and, it, and I'm saying it because all my mom has given me that. But here, in this situation with the hotel, everything changed. I'm, I, I didn't know where to put my empathetic side. I didn't know where to put that streetcar. I had to build my own image in my own head while going to sleep every night with that conversation that I hear from my dad saying, oh, we don't have money. We don't have money. We don't have money. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And we need to work harder. And why are you working only 12 hours a day? Why don't you, you know, work 14 hours? Or why don't you sleep in the hotel? Why do you come home? Like my dad was like, he was, you know, I said, you're such a slave driver. But I, obviously I learned everything from that. Like today I don't get tired and I think, you know, what work is 12 hours of work. If I get tired, if I have to push harder, that's the easiest thing for me to do. Thinking and other other parts are something that I'm learning, strategic thinking, but pushing harder in 12 to 14 hours or 15 hours, that seems to be the easy thing for me to do. So everybody teaches you something. But to, to, to answer your question directly, the big shoes to fill were to say the elder son of the house has to take over and contribute. I wanted money to go out with my friends on over the weekends, you know, uh, just because we lost everything. I still had friends from well-to-do families. And they would still go out to restaurants, which I wanted to go out with them. And they, that costs money. And now I'm working. So I did want to spend a little bit of that money, you know, to have fun and not just keep saving money to pay off the debts. So, you know, it was a bit of a struggle for me to understand where, what I should do. But as soon as I discovered this new phenomena called the internet, uh, everything changed. Sorry, did we lose the internet? I think, yeah, back. I think we're back. So yeah. as soon as we discovered a new phenomena called the internet, everything changed for me. There was an ad in the paper one day called Satyam, said, Satyam Computers Looking for Cyber Cafe Partners. And I was looking for an internet connection. And I reached out to this guy. His name was Rohit. And I called up Rohit. He's still a friend of mine after 22 years. I called up Rohit. I said, I need the cyber cafe. He said, you know what a cyber cafe is? I said, I've been studying this for the last one year. I know I need it. I gave him the plan of my dad's small motel. He gave us a cyber cafe with six computers. And after that, Joel, I had 24 hours, 24 hour access to the slowest internet on the planet. <laughs> so I would open a page, go for lunch, come back. The rest of the page would open. But I knew that I had a power. I had a superpower that I could now connect with people from different parts of the world. And those people were, you know, I have a hashtag in my office and in my dad's office as well, which says hashtag people are good. You know, it, people are always good. You always, they're always there. Maybe they're busy sometimes. Maybe they get back to you later. Maybe they forgot to reply to your email. Maybe they had, a, you know, somebody was unwell. People are good. I reached out to people. I said, what should I do? They said, somebody said, develop a website. The other person said, do a query form. Put a toll-free number. Get your SEO done. Nothing I understood. But, you know, found places, found people, developed a website, did all of this. Took another one year of this uncertainty that also taught me how to live being uncertain as a youngster who's trying to fill in shoes, be, you know, show his parents he can do something, prove to himself that all is not lost while trying to make things happen. So when you're in that uncertain environment early in your age, then when you look back even now in these uncertain times, you're like, hang on, oh, this is a pattern. It's never forever. You're, you don't allow your mind to say, this is the end. So all I'm grateful to all of those uncertain times in my life that allowed me to 
essentially rebuild our business based on the internet and we you know paid off the debts and we built from one guest house we had two beautiful you know like if i i'll say it with all humility we have two of the most uh, well known boutique hotels in the country that we run with pride and you know yeah and with the story in my with this story have you always had a entrepreneur spirit and did that and if so did that come from your father no i was the i was 118 kilos i used to stammer so ideally i should have been an introvert and uh, you know i should not have gotten out of the house much because every time that i did try to make new friends or get into new things and you know have any kind of spirit you know it was trampled upon because of my weight and because i couldn't put two sentences together because i used to stammer so no i don't think i had that spirit initially uh because i just wanted to eat lots of chocolates that's why you see my eyes lit up when you you said your wife did the chocolate business i just wanted to eat lots of chocolates watch lots of movies and maybe race cars because i don't want to move so much you know when you race <laughs> so no i didn't have that spirit but when we lost everything and dreams were shattered at an early age and then i see my mom and my dad both working so hard till date even now like the last an hour back i met my parents and just thinking about how to revive their business and all of that so at at the age of 1775 so i've always seen them you haven't really you know i mean you haven't worked hard enough so or you haven't thought thing through either think of a plan and when you thought of a plan then go execute the plan i don't understand why so in our on jewel at our dinner tables we've never been allowed to crib cribbing has never been allowed say so can you replace that with going back to the office so you come back at 8 o'clock and crib you'd rather stay in the office at 12 o'clock and work out the solution so 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 that spirit came from both of them for sure and how has that uh, served you through covid and all these challenging times so like i was you know mentioning earlier thank god and i say this with all um, humility and thank you to god universe whoever's out there who's you know i always say that you need to be very mindful of the people you're surrounding yourself with because if if there are people who like you know what the world is coming to an end and all of that i they, they some of my good friends or some of my cousins or whatever i mute them on the whatsapp you can mute that notification because you know it affects me so i don't want to so when covid happened the obviously the hotel business you know took a beating the agency of mine which i you know which i built from scratch this was my first venture on my own i've run it for 10 years and all of a sudden the agency business paused and i like, yeah, it was very surreal but for the last one year i developed a new coaching program on how people can use videos and start super profitable webinars without having to travel you know my you met my family you know i want to be home i don't want to travel so much away from vancouver so i developed this program only so that parents and entrepreneurs entrepreneurial parents or parents who are entrepreneurs can stay close to their families and work from home with their webinar setups and all of that so i was teaching people and i said i promised myself on the 1st of jan 52 weeks 52 webinars and that was my work ethic plan and this is what i done when so we were already teaching people that when covid hit and i saw both my you know hotel and agency businesses you know take a nose dive from the very next day that we moved our offices we closed we we you know we shut down our offices and moved everything to people's homes and i moved my office to my house we in the last 75 day, days we've done 75 webinars so we went all in on what we were you know thinking would be a you know a 
another business of ours. It just became full. So again, that work ethic of saying, hey, if you can work harder, then that should be the easier thing to do, right? So that's what we, that's that same thing comes back to me. So if you say that, you know, working 14, so my challenges are not working 12, 14 hours a day. My challenges are if something is broken, how to look at it differently, look at it from a different strategic view. So my thing, I need to take time off, focus, my mind goes all over the place. Those are my challenges. Working like a horse is not a challenge for me right now. I think what you just said is is super important. I just want to reiterate it a little bit is that you can work hard, but also what's important is looking at these challenges from a different perspective and, and seeing things from a different lens. Because if you keep running through the same challenges and you still, you keep, uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they keep, um, you know, kind of hitting their heads against the same wall and they don't look at, um, at these challenges differently. So I think that's a really important point that you just um, uh, mentioned. Um, so I just, yeah, I just wanted to, um, yeah. to make sure that was not lost in, in all this great uh, uh, content that you're, that you're providing. Um, so I, I, I want to go back to your streetcar uh, racing days. And was that something that you grew up doing? And, and how did you, um, how did that become such a passion of yours? No, so um, my dad, he, I mean, we never came from a very well-to-do family. We, we were okay. We, I mean, we, we, were, we were absolutely fine. I mean, I didn't, I didn't uh, feel the need for anything, but at the same time, we couldn't buy everything. So it was, it was pretty okay. And my dad had a very ordinary car and he used to go to sleep and I used to take his car out in neutral gear and, you know, go race with people in the streets and, you know, and, and then I started betting on those races and I said, you know, $5 or whatever, 500 rupees or 200 rupees for a race. And, and so I was like, this is fun. And then I researched and there are people said that there are companies who allow you to go for, uh, you know, on Himalayan rallies or, and then sponsor your car and all of that. So I started getting those forms together, you know, who's going to sponsor my tires, how's this going to happen. Started learning more about this, started hanging out with other people who were professional racers. And I used to actually go and uh, spend time in garages where people were fixing race cars and getting them ready for, you know, like a Himalayan rally race or whatever. And uh, one day I remember going to my mom and I took a form. I said, I've got a form. Guess what? I don't have a car yet, but somebody's ready to sponsor my tires. And I'll figure out the car part from somebody else. But can you sign this? She just saw this. And Himalayan Rally is on the mountain cliffs and all of that. Mm-hmm. She saw the form and she just tore it apart. And she's like, this is not happening. <laughs> so that was my first, uh, that was the first time that I, you know, I, 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 my parents told me very clearly, you can't, you know, you can't do this. It's not safe. And the second time was that life happened and I couldn't do it. So that's Did- why you see every time I've got a jacket for the last 20 years. Every time I've got a jacket with my favorite number that you, I used to put on the car, I wanted to put it on the car, which I never had. And uh, so in my head, I'm a streetcar racer. And yeah. <laughs> did your dad let you take the car out and did he know what you were doing? No, never. So one day what happened was that uh, he got a call from uh, somebody saying that uh, your, your son has crashed the car and the tire has come out or something. I came home and I was like, I'll get it fixed. My dad is like, uh, I said, I told him, I said, you know, I crashed the tire and it's going to be okay. And he said, you're lying to me because I've got the keys. 
under my bed. I said, yeah, but I got a duplicate made. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, he didn't know that. He would, he would never allow it. So how did you uh, go from streetcar racer, which is primarily thought of, I guess, like a jock sport type with the gambling and, and all the, um, I guess, lifestyle that comes with it to an internet marketer? Because I, I mean, I think that's quite different. <laughs> of course. Uh, yes, yes and no. You can find analogies or parallels in anything that you want if you go looking for it. But uh, the thing was that for me, obviously at that age, the need for speed and uh, the need for, uh, I mean, I like to see what's under the car, what's under the hood. And I was not really a crazy racer, but I just liked cars a lot. Uh, but then everything changed in my life and my dad said, you know, you have to start working with me. Otherwise, this only way, only way, other, other option is get out of the house and all of that. So he gave me that ultimatum. Stop, you know, because I used to come back late at night and, you know, not pay attention to my studies and all of that. So he said, either you work with me or get out of the house. So, so when I started working with him, uh, I discovered this new phenomenon called the internet. And we started ranking web. I had no idea what I'm doing. And somebody said, rank a website, write an article, put in these keywords. I was doing all of that and we started ranking. I'm talking, Joel, I'm talking about 99, 98, 2000, 2001. It used to take a week to rank any keyword. Hotels in Delhi, Delhi hotels, five-star hotels in Delhi, boutique hotels in Delhi, hotels near the airport. I was ranking on every single keyword in at least five positions on every page. Like I was dominating search results because nobody was doing it. It was maybe a Marriott or a Hilton, maybe. Maybe a Thomas spoke from any, but there was no Indian company who was doing this thing called SEO. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was the first mover by far. And uh, so that's how I got into it. And that completely changed our business. By the end of 2005, I had 120 plus websites. All of them were not doing well, but I had tourism, India, tourism, Delhi, tourism, Rajasthan, tourism, Kerala, tourism, Goa, India, cheap air tickets, India, cheap air. So I had all sides of websites. I was trying to rank all of them. Only four of them did well, but they were doing, giving me excellent profits, like almost to the tune of maybe $2,000 a day in net profit back then. So all of these things, the internet gave me back my self-confidence, gave me a, you know, a standing in my own family and a standing in society. So that's then internet and whatever I could discover from the internet became, became my identity. And then in 2009, when people said, why don't you do this for us? And I'm like, no, I'm doing this for my own family business and my own travel websites. So they said, can you do it for us? That's when in 2009, I started a digital marketing agency called Internet Moguls with a four member team. And that's when I separated, you know, businesses from my dad. And I said, you know, know, uh, we live in the same house, so we have some common things together. But in terms of the business, no money, no funding, nothing. I started on my own with a four member team. And bootstrapped the agency from day one, never borrowed, never uh, went to the, I mean, we tried to get money, nobody gave it, but, uh, but, uh, but we've been profitable from day one and ran the agency from four to 225 pre COVID after COVID there'll be a different number for sure. And yeah. And so, so how did you learn all because I mean, SEO is, is very technical and, and it's not, I think it's, it's so easy to learn now because now you just go on YouTube and you watch a couple of YouTubes and then you're exactly. an SEO expert. So how did you learn back then? So I used to go to forums, you know, there were Yahoo forums and Yahoo was basically the main forum and uh, started meeting people over there. And then we made a small community of about 
10 people in India who knew what we were talking about. And we used to talk over email and we made a chat group and, and that's how we started. We just experimented. Honestly, I still don't have a step-by-step guide for anybody. I experiment and things work out and some, some do, some don't. Like I said, last COVID, 75 days, 75 webinars. I grew my email list to 150,000 subscribers. My followers went up by 40,000. So, and my Facebook group is now 27,000 people wow. who know me. These are not people who just came into the group for two hours. So these are people who really know me. So now today when somebody says how to create a brand in under one, in under three months, I'll tell them if you're ready to work hard every day, I'll tell you that webinars can change your life. So now my new mission is to teach everybody how to do webinars, to grow their brand, to get leads, to become famous on the internet and to be able to make money without having to leave your house and stay away from your family. Like I did for the longest time. It's all about webinars for me now. <laughs> so if I want to start, I guess, promoting myself, you know, through social media or webinars, um, what are a good couple first steps to take? Excellent question, Joel. So I always say that three, three steps. Number one, discover your micro niche. Number two, become a video influencer in that niche. And number three, start your webinar journey. And I'll tell you how that works. A lot of people think that we know what we're doing. And that's fine. But people have no idea, even after 10 years of me in my business, maybe somebody doesn't. And that is criminal. People should be a five-year-old child should be able to explain to anybody what you do. So instead of saying I'm a digital marketer, I will say, Joel, I help authors like you find business on the internet in using webinars. Hmm, how do you do that, Avi? As soon as I brought you to a how that means I'm now on uh, well on my way of getting the your business. If I meet a travel agent, you know, and I work with travel agents as well, so I'll say I help travel agents find queries to sell their tour packages without having to travel using webinars. So I need to be able to tell people in a short format. Now that I'll go a little deeper into that, a story and then an offer. So what is the story? My name is Avi Arya, father of two girls, six dogs, husband to a superwoman, streetcar racer turned hotelier, now social media marketer and founder of Internet Mobiles. And I help small and medium-sized businesses find their customers using webinars without having to travel. Okay. So that is some, why I talk, I spoke about my wife, superwoman. I spoke about my kids. I spoke about my dog. I spoke about my company because when two human beings meet on an, at an airport, at a railway station, at a coffee shop, we are always trying to find common ground. It's like, it's like you and I meet for the first time, your internet uh, antenna goes up, my goes up and we're trying to find common ground. Oh, were you born in London? No, not London. Uh, have you ever been to London at least? Yeah, I've been to London. Oh, did you go to the Trafalgar Square? Uh, not Trafalgar Square, but you at least had those, the, the Guinness beer from London. So we somewhere connect. Or is your mother born from this part of the world? Or did you go to UBC as well? We are always trying to find common ground. And that's when the relationship is built. And then when that's when we do business, but on the internet, when people have very little time, the shortest way to explain and make that relationship is through what I call the hero story. My name is Abhi Arya, father of two girls, six dogs, husband to a superwoman, streetcar racer, turn hotelier, now social media marketer and founder of internet moguls. I help small and medium sized entrepreneurs, uh, find their clients using webinars without having to travel. So that's the first part connection through stories. Number two is, 
like I said, what can I help you with? So I can help. So if I'm going for an author's meet, like an author like you or a, or a, or a content person like you, I'll say I help content people find content gigs uh, using webinars without having to travel or do any PPC ads or Facebook ads. You at least ask me how. So that's the second part. Third, uh, then I say become a video. Once you found your niche, where I'm, who am I and how do I position myself? So I said, my name is Joel and I help digital marketers write, get all their content done by the 20th of the month and deliver to their clients. Now you made it so specific. Like how do you know as a digital marketing agency, I need my content to be going on time and it's always late. How did you know that I need it on the 20th and nobody understands that they all give it to me on the 30th because you've researched one niche and now you know the problems of that niche, right? So when you say that, I'm, I know you know my pain as a digital marketer. So one is the story. Second is the, of, the offer. Third is become a video influencer in your niche. So I always tell people every day, go live and answer people's questions around your topic. Even if there are two people coming in every single day, do it for 28 days. In 28 days, you will become the go-to in your small niche. For example, if I, if I service, uh, uh, say content writers or you service digital marketing agency in that niche, you're answering people's questions every day in 28 days, you become a video influencer in your niche. Hey, this guy talks about content for digital marketers. So you become, and, and then you continue it after 21 days, 28 days as well. So you, once, once you do that, it's like, oh, I, but, but you know what? I have only 200 followers. How, how am I a video influencer? I'm saying a video influencer in your own niche. Those 20 people can are enough to feed your business for the entire year. That's all you need sometimes. So video influencer in your own niche. Third part is when it comes to, you know, uh, marketing. And I always tell people start a webinar, get the first 50 people in, give them enough value and then don't sell anything. If you don't have anything to sell right then just book appointments out of those 50 people, maybe 25 will stay till the very end out of those 25. If you get five appointments, five, 30 minute consultations by working on a 90 minute webinar, sitting at home. That is the best use of your time. Do a webinar, do a webinar every single day. I've done three webinars a day as well, because for me, I'm trying to tell entrepreneurs, think of webinars as meetings. You never said, Oh, I can't do one more than one meeting a day. Then why is it? Why can't you do more than three webinars a day or do at least a webinar a day? So number one is the hook story of the, you know, your story and then your offer become a video influencer. And then, you know, then actually go out, do your first free webinar, give them a free you know, piece of information and then book calls with them. And you see that it completely changes the way people approach you. And you're sitting at home. You can work half the time if you do it efficiently. So, so, so much, so much great information there. One thing that really stuck out for me was that, people are always, they're looking at numbers, like how many likes I like and, or how much, how many likes do I have? How many views have I got? But I think what you said about some, you know, sometimes only 200 people, if you only have 200 people, but those are your ideal clients, that's all you need. You don't need to keep going out and, and trying to get more likes, views or whatever comments. It's about servicing the target market. So I think that's, that was what really stuck out for me. And I think that's, again, something that 
is you know Gary Vaynerchuk was interviewing the, I, I saw one of Gary's videos and he was speaking at an event and there was this one gentleman who spoke about his business and Gary was saying something about and this guy said I've got 20,000 YouTube subscribers no I've got 2,000 YouTube subscribers and all of them are my target audience I help them and I make $200,000 a year from that it, it, it's happening all over. I feel, Joel, a lot of people want more and more followers and they go there because sometimes as human beings, we're scared of actually asking for the sale. So I don't want to ask for the sale. I, I keep telling myself, oh, let me get more followers. You have two people in front of you. Make sure both of them come and work with you. Give them an offer. Give them a money back guarantee. Give them a first month free. Try my offer. See what I can do for you. There's so many ways that you can get money today. Can you tell me a little bit more about how do I discover my hero story, as you call it? Because, I mean, I'm just like a regular guy. I don't, there's nothing special about me. I grew up in Vancouver, lived here my entire life. What are some things that you listen for that you can say, yes, that's part of your hero story? I love that. Almost nobody's asked me that question. How do you define a story? And in fact, the webinar, we teach that as the first part. Because, so I'll tell you this, number one, and uh, I owe it to my teachers. I went to New York Film Academy to study filmmaking. And this was one of my script writing teachers who taught me uh, a part of what I'm going to tell you now. The first thing that everybody, Johnny Depp or uh, Sylvester Stallone or any of these big actors, they too need, not the big stars, but we still don't go to their movies unless we like the trailer. And the trailer has to be solid for us to say, okay, here's my $10, right? Just $10, but I still, that they have to sell it to me. So what I'm going to do is, what I'm going to do is, sorry. Yeah. So what I'm, so number one, a hero has to be relatable. A hero or a heroine of a story has to be relatable. And so therefore, please take off that mask of how I want to show up. Instead, say that I used to stammer and I couldn't put two sentences together. Talk about the fact that I was 118 kilos and when I got out of the house and I tried to get into a game of cricket, people ridiculed me and threw me out of the field not once, 10 times in a row. And I was always a tall and large man. It was difficult for me to cry. But I did cry because I had no other option. This was happening too often. And Joel, I didn't have the guts to talk like this 100 years ago. But now I do. Because, I, because of two reasons. A, uh, you know, I'm 44 years old and I've gone through it. You know, it doesn't bother me as much. The other thing is, I know when I say it, other people get inspired to share their stories as well. So share your story, be vulnerable, because a hero is somebody who's exactly like you and me, having all these challenges, is a normal person. And then all of a sudden, we talk about a hero and his values. I say, you know, my father of two girls, six dogs, husband, superwoman, my mom and dad were entrepreneurs. They taught me to work 12 hours a day. And then what happens in your life? A challenge happens. Now the whole world waits and sees. Is this guy going to succumb or is he still going to uphold his values and virtues? And if you do throughout your challenges, that's when the world says you're a hero. You never call yourself a hero. The world calls you a hero. So look at any mini incidents in your life when this happened with you. When you went through challenges and you came out and it came out doesn't have to be where I came out and I got a Ferrari or I came out and now I'm a rich man. When you just got out of that situation and you said, I was going to Starbucks the other day 
And it was really cold. It was so difficult to walk in that cold. I just barely made it to the Starbucks, got a coffee, ran back in. And I sat in my car and I'm like, oh my God. And I was feeling like, I was feeling really rotten inside because I saw a beggar on the street and I ignored the beggar because I was like, it's too cold. And I'm like, I should not have done that. My mom has not brought me up to, you know, get something from a coffee shop just for myself. Now that meant I needed to go back into that coffee shop and, you know, brave the winter, which I did. I got a sandwich for the, for the, for the gentleman and I came out and gave him the sandwich, came back in. That's just, that's it. End of story. A story is who I am, my values. I came through a challenge and then what happened? So always look back at your life and say, what were my most vulnerable states? What happened then? And what, what did I come through? That's, that's number one. That's number one. Always remember a good story is somebody is your authentic story of who you are, which is like you said, a regular guy. We are all regular people. Number one. Number two, you talk about uh, now the thing is the story has to relate to the other person. So then it has to have an offer. So my dad also threw me out of the house. I was, was wanted to throw me out of the house. You know, this thing happened, discovered the internet, realized that as the elder son in, a, in an Indian family, I have my own you know, responsibilities, worked hard. Luckily, discovered the internet, understood it, worked very hard, learned, completely changed the way the business happened. And now, because of that experience, Joel, I can help you run your digital marketing. Because an eventual customer, a story is a story. Till it reaches a customer, a customer is always saying, while you're telling a story, and while he's saying, oh, uh, how sweet, how beautiful, oh, it touches my heart. There is a signal in his brain which is saying w-i-i-f-m what's in it for me what's in it for me what's for me so you need to connect your story with what's in it for him you say so because i was able to do this for my dad i became an internet marketer i started my own agency and today i can help you so instead of saying if i came to you and said joel you know i'm an internet marketer i've been doing this for 20 years i've got 18 awards for my digital marketing you'll be like how, how do I get this guy off the phone? But if I tell you a story of how I came about doing my digital marketing, you will never forget the story. And I'll tell you how I came about doing this. Now you'll be like, very interesting. You'll at least never forget my name and my story. And that's when you, the next, the aim of a good story in a business context is to get to the next question, which is like to answer that question. What's in it for me? I should be able to have to answer that question. Say for you, Joel, I can do this. So those are some of the ingredients of a good story. I think that's super important. And, and what you said about people remembering stories is, is really bang on because you're right. People don't remember, you know, like how many awards they won or what, you know, what clients necessarily they had, but they remember, oh, that's the guy who um, he owned a hotel and, and turned it into a digital marketing agency and, and, you know, whatever that story is. Right. So, um, I want to go back to, to videos for a little bit. Is, is it as simple as just turning on your cell phone camera? Is there any equipment that you need to use or what should you think about, uh, when you're shooting video? See, the thing is the first, first day you go to the gym and you want to get in shape, just start going to the gym, go for a run, hang out with your buddies, play squash, do whatever you want. Start going to the gym. You figure it out. That's what I always say. But, uh, and especially today's day and age, when it comes to videos, all you need is the smartphone. Pick it up, 
put it right in front of you. Make sure the light is and the audio is good only because you want to respect the time of the audience by, when you're giving a message. So in terms of equipment, you need nothing else. The best YouTube channels in the world and the best Netflix documentaries today are going to be shot on these smartphones. So we don't need to overthink think that I need a better camera when the best of the best. All you need is a good story and you need a good storyteller. You, you, all this is ancillary, right? Number one, when you do start a video, then I do have a few suggestions because people don't have time. You start a video by saying, in this video, you're going to learn about how I, Joel, can help you get your content ready for the entire 30 days in less than three hours. So you tell me initially in the first five seconds why I should watch this video. Then you say, then you come with your hero story. My name is Joel Mark Harris. I look like a, a regular guy, but I'm one of I'm, I'm Vancouver's best looking content writer. And I, I go for my BNI conferences at six o'clock sharp. I never miss it. I'm always there. That talks about my ethic. And I've got 200 of my family members who meet me every six o'clock. So if you happen to cross by downtown Vancouver, whatever. So the, what are you going to say in the video? Then your story. And then inst, in, uh, instantly jump into the three things that you're going to teach. So you said, I'm going to help you uh, design your 30-day uh, content in less than three hours. So what is the strategy? Secret number one, always, you know, whatever is your secret number one. Then you give your secret number two. Then you give your secret number three. And then summarize. So in this video, you learned about secret number one, secret number two, secret number three. And this is how you can do your one-month content in three days, right? Once again, my name is Joel Mark Harris. I'm the best-looking content writer in Vancouver. Meet me at the six o'clock, six o'clock BNI every uh, Tuesday. I've got 100 family members. If you like this video and would like me to send you a free PDF of how you or your team can also plan that. Um, and uh, thank you very much for watching this video. So when you give somebody that free PDF guide, you have inter you, they've given you their email address or their phone number. So there's a subscribe to your knowledge and information. So that's how you get people into your subscription list. You keep building, nurturing a relationship and that's, you take it then to another level. So, but you asked me a question, how easy it is to make videos. You need equipment. I said, forget about the equipment, focus on this process. The first five seconds, what are you going to find in this video? Then talk about your story, then give the three steps. Then at the end of the three steps, summarize it, talk about your story again, and then give a free offer, PDF, whatever. And that's it. Thank you for um, the compliments, by the way. Um, that was very nice. Um, so social media, I want to, yeah, let's talk about social media a little bit. Um, it can be a little bit overwhelming. What are, is there some, you know, you, you mentioned that you, you mute your WhatsApp chats and how do you, um, how do you stay uh, on top of things yet don't let it overwhelm you? So I've got two phones and on one phone, I've got only my family members and some of my friends who I just have a good time with. And on the other phone is I've got three Facebook groups. One is for digital agency owners. The other is for webinars. The third is for, you know, for social media. So I go there every morning. I answer a few questions and I put in a post of the day, which is informative or I do a live video, which is informative so that when people get up and start coming to the group, they're like, oh, I remember. That's why I joined Avi's group. Because every day he motivates me to keep 
being consistent and also gives me ways and means to do webinars to make money. So because that's the promise of the group, I go and fill up the group every day with my promise. So it takes me about an hour, do the posts that I'm supposed to do. If, and if I, if I have time in the evening, I'll go live and take a few questions again. So at best, it takes an hour or two to engage with people. And I say, give me a week. I won't get back to you instantly. Earlier on, it was like, oh my God, I need to get back to people in time. Now, give me a week. But my com you make a community so that other people can respond faster than you and you know people can help each other. So I'm not overwhelmed anymore uh, because of that. And when I do get overwhelmed, when I go out for a dinner or whatever, I leave my work phone at home and I take my other phone with me. So should people be looking at sort of the new social media platforms like TikTok? Like, how do you think about, or how should businesses think about the different platforms? Interestingly, today, because of the India-China standoff at the border. Oh, that's right, yeah. TikTok is banned in India today. It's a big yes. news. So anyway. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about TikTok anymore. I don't have to worry about TikTok for a while, I think. Yeah. But uh, see, I'll tell you one thing. I think less than 10%, I'm not sure, but less than 10% people make more than $100,000 a year. And $100,000 is a beautiful income in a nice place like Vancouver to have a nice life, balanced life. You can travel. You don't need to go crazy running around 20 hours a day. And you can do easy $100,000 by selling your products or your services, by focusing on just one or two channels, like could be a Facebook group. I love Facebook groups and a YouTube channel. Answer people's questions on YouTube every single day create a Facebook community, answer their questions every day. Within less than a year's time, 365 days, you will have answered at least 365 people and got them from point B. There will be enough business that you can do just on the basis of these two channels. Yes, I have a content calendar plan where I say, remarket everything, put something from here, post it over there. I can tell you that as well. But the first part was, you can do it without going crazy. Just two channels, answer people's questions. But, let me give you a more aggressive plan. And I call it the MVM, which is our program. MVM turner wheel system. How do you turn the wheel? Avi, you know what? My business, I'm not able to turn the wheel. So we call it the MVM turner wheel system. You could call it the wheel turner system as well. But we said turner wheel so that people remember it when it's a bit, bit of a tongue twister. or a. So a turner wheel system, we say every day, 11 o'clock, go live, uh, put a poll on your Facebook group or whatever. What are the three things that I can help you as a doctor, as a lawyer, as whoever you are? And then give them an option, three, four, and people will say, I want to answer, I want to help with this or branding or marketing or content writing, great. And then go live at four o'clock every day. I mean, you can look at your times based on how your audience reacts, but this is what I do. 11 o'clock, I put a post, four o'clock, I go live and I answer questions for an hour live. So I, in one hour, I've got about 10 questions that I've answered. In, I take those 10 questions and uh, that, that's one hour of content. I take that, put a nice topic to it, how to, uh, 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 how to subject line, and then I post it on IGTV. I take that, I post it on YouTube. I break up the 10 questions into six minutes each and put it on all my different channels. And so I've got enough content for the whole day. If you want to go crazy and repurpose and all of that. So you can do that as well. So I told you one strategy, which is nice and simple. Answer, make a Facebook community of only those people you want to serve. Very important. If you're a content writer and you're serving people with content, it's, it's not a micro niche. It's a niche. But if you say content writing for digital marketing owners only, 
that is a micro niche. Now, people would like to be part of that group because you will give them information that only you know, they would subscribe to. So if you have a group like that and you have a YouTube channel like that, say digital market uh, content writing only for digital marketers, you know, it, maybe you'll have only 400 people who are your followers, but there are 400 agency owners who want solutions every single day. Take care of them for one year and you're in business. I want to switch topics a little bit. So you've, you've written two books, one that has particularly caught my eye and I just want to make sure I got the title correctly. So bedtime stories for tomorrow, tomorrow's entrepreneurs are there right there. What inspired you to write this book? You know, this is my favorite question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, so because I was spending so much time away from my daughters in Vancouver and I'm traveling back and forth. So this is a couple of years back and I'm, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm a very guilty father. I never thought I'd be a father like that. You know, my, my mom and dad were very involved in my growing up. So I, I'm like, I'm feeling guilty and my, I'm not feeling good about myself. And my wife is like, don't worry about what, when you're not with the kids, but when you're with the kids, give them all your time. So I said, how do you do that? So she said, read bedtime stories to them and spend time with them. So I said, okay. So I would read bedtime stories to them, Joel, and they would go to sleep in five minutes. And my wife would say, well done. And I was like, no, this is not the idea. The <laughs> idea was to have a one hour conversation, but they went to sleep. A marketer like me should have known that the story is about the audience and not about me. What's in it for them? I forgot. So I changed it. And my elder one is called Raya. My younger daughter is called Aviana. So I clubbed their names together and we made a company called Raviana. Now that company needed a business. So the business normally should be around your passion. The girl's passion at that time was around chocolates. So we said So we started a company in our heads called Raviana Chocolates. So the everyday stories evolved out of that. Go to their work and they work. Sorry, did we get lost for a minute? Yeah. yeah. So they work in Raviana yeah. Chocolates and every week they call uh, their mentor, which is their dad. And they call the mentor and they ask them questions, ask him questions around the business. So why, why is the chocolate not nutty as much as it used to be last week and all. So they're running a business. So Raviana Chocolates was a factory and we, and we started telling our friends and family about all of this. And this became, Hey, this is a cool idea. And when everybody started saying it's a cool idea, we said, why not put a comic book around it series? So we put a comic book series around it, bedtime stories for tomorrow's entrepreneur. We got a graphic writer. The girls wrote every chapter of the book. And uh, they spoke at different schools in Canada. They became speakers. Uh, this September, one of my elder one is, uh, is supposed to audition for TED Kids because of that. And um, and yeah, so it allowed us to spend more time together. And we made a whooping profit of $550 on Amazon. So so and we we, we bonded as a result. So that's how this venture came about. I don't know how much you read, but is there any author that, um, you know, and you can say Gary Vee, but is maybe there's somebody else who, who's really influenced you and um, whose book you really enjoy? Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma, Robin Sharma by far. The jet, this guy, and he's got many books, but this is one of my favorites, The 5am Club. He, he, talks, he, he calls it The 5am Club, but he talks about many other concepts here as well. And this guy is by far the you know east meets west kind of guy together he's from india he's lived his life abroad he lives in toronto i think and so between i love what he said i understand what he says from both angles and uh, 
he talks about like one thing that changed my company because of him 10 years back when I started my company. Around that time, I'd read his book and he said, PYNW, plan your next week. And that just, there's so many rituals he talks about, but that's just one ritual, which I cannot live without. I cannot have my people in my company and my wife and my kids and all of us sit down together and say, we have no idea how the week is going to be. Well, if you want the week to be without a plan, that's you, it's, that too is a plan, right? But have a plan. So, so this guy is amazing. Robin Sharma is, uh, and he's got this event called uh, the Titan Summit that happens in November every year in Toronto. I've never been able to go for it. And I hope someday I'll have the time and uh, I'll be able to afford the, the very expensive tickets. <laughs> well, Avi, thank you so much for being on the show. For people who want to learn more about you, reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, Joel, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, Instagram at AskAviarya, A-S-K-A-V-I-A-R-Y-A is the best place to find me. And uh, I just wanted to say that I've known you for such a long time. And I was really humbled and honored that you, you know, you, you just started a new venture and you wanted to send me that invitation. Uh, in the last two years, the Lord has been, God, Lord, universe, whatever you call it, has been extremely kind and honored our hard work. And uh, I've learned a few things about lots of things. I've made a lot of connections. And if with any of those, if I can help you with anything in your business, I just want you to know that I'm only a phone call away for you. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, next time you're in Vancouver, let's, uh, let's get together and have some chocolate. I was it. just going to say that. I said, when I tell my daughter about this, my daughters about this, you're going to get an order from us very soon. Very good. Well, take care, Avi. And um, yeah, see you soon. Bye. 100%. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Publishing for Profit. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.